passages are Exodus uh, chapter 19, verse 12, and the Gospel of John chapter 19, verses 26 through 27. One is in the New Living Translation, the other NIV. Honor your father and your mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And then the Gospel of John, we find Jesus literally dying on the cross, but living out the meaning of that commandment. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, he said, uh, and to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Shout amen. amen. Please be seated. God, we, 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 we expect you to do the miraculous, uh, both in this room and across the video. Those who are listening, in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I, I was trying to find a way to start this off and uh, did a little and ran across what I think is a little hilarious deal. And it does remind me, and I've been thinking a lot about my mom this uh, last few days, uh, who's now going to be with the Lord. And um, the little boy is in Sunday school. And his Sunday school teacher says, Johnny, uh, do you say prayers before your meal? And he looks at her and says, no, ma'am, I don't have to. My mom is a great cook. <laughs> so, so we give God thanks for moms who are great cooks. <laughs> uh, we're going to spend the next uh, 10 weeks really unpacking the context of the Ten Commandments. I really want to spend a lot of time today uh, talking about mothers and uh, but I should say that what we say about mothers uh, equally applies to our relationship with fathers and certainly is the context of this commandment. There are four insights that I want to lift real quickly for us about the Ten Commandments that I think is worth knowing. First of all, uh, we should note that when God gives us the Ten Commandments, uh, God does not, uh, God calls them the Ten Commandments he does not call them the Ten Suggestions. I want everybody to go, hmm. <laughs> Number two. Uh, in verse two of uh, chapter 20 of Exodus, God begins by saying, I am the Lord, your God, who has rescued you from Egypt and brought you out of slavery. In verse 12, what we've just read, uh, after he says, uh, honor your parents, you'll live long and full lives uh, in the land your, in the land the Lord, your God, uh, is giving you. Uh, in both instances, uh, the, the notion is for us to realize that God has already made the decision that the nation of Israel will be his people. And that uh, he intends to bless them in unprecedented ways. And as a result, he gives them the Ten Commandments. So the insight for us is that the Ten Commandments have been given uh, as a means for God to bless our lives in amazing uh, and extraordinary ways. 
third insight uh, is that the Ten Commandments breaks down like this. The first four are focused on our relationship with God. The remaining six is focused on our relationship with each other and with people. And Jesus summarizes this in Matthew 22 when he's asked, Matthew 22, when he's asked what's the greatest commandment, Jesus says, uh, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of your heart, uh, your soul, and your mind. And he's summarizing the first four. And your neighbor as yourself. And he's summarizing the last six. The last six begins with commandment number five. Honor your father and mother. Here's the point. The point is this. What God is saying is that if God occupies in our affection, in our heart, in our thoughts, the right places, it will completely impact how we relate to everyone else on the planet, including our parents. If he's in the right place, it impacts how we deal with everyone else. And the last one is around honor. Everybody say honor. 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 Honor, honor your father and mother, the text says. Uh, the word honor comes out of a Hebrew word that shares its root with another word that uh, means uh, glory. And this notion of honor, uh, the essence of the word is to apply enormous weight, meaning enormous importance to a thing or to a person. Now, in the day that these commandments came about, uh, oftentimes in pagan cultures, when people reached a certain age, their parents reached a certain age, they would put them out to die, that the elements would kill them or the wild animals would kill them. And what God is saying is that, that if you're my people, that uh, I'm calling you into the kind of relationship with your parents that it doesn't matter how frail they are, how flawed they are, how weak they are, none of that gives you an excuse to diminish the weight, the importance that they ought to have in your lives. That's the insight of that text. Now, it's a great pivot point as we transition our time to Jesus, who's literally dying on the cross, and in his death, he's living out the meaning of this fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother. In this particular instance, uh, Jesus is, uh, 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 Joseph, Mary's husband, has obviously died. Jesus is the firstborn in the family, and so it's his responsibility to make sure that uh, his mother is cared for. And so here he knows he's dying. He's just a, maybe minutes, if not an hour away from death. And so he looks at the disciple to whom he's the closest. That's therefore the language, the disciple that he loved. The one that he's the closest, he can depend the most on because everybody else has forsaken him and abandoned him. And he says, essentially says to that disciple, I want you to take charge of my mom and treat her like she's your mom. And then he says to his mom, yeah, this is now your new son. He's going to take my place and he's going to treat you as though he's your firstborn. He's making provisions. He's honoring his mom. Now, a couple quick insights that stands out. It's the first insight. Jesus, who is dying, 
is in fact the Son of God. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that his one and only unique Son, and whosoever believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus is in the process of redeeming the world. It is the same John who in chapter uh, uh, 1, verse 29 says, look, he has come to take away the sins of the world. So here's the point. You can't get more important than being the Son of God. And if the Son of God concludes that as important as he is, he still is obligated to honor his mother. How much so for us? That it doesn't matter how wealthy you are or what influence you have or whether you're the CEO of the world's greatest company or you're the President of the United States. Uh, the Ten Commandments as revealed in what Jesus is teaching us continues to say, I don't care how powerful you, how influential you are, you remain obligated to honor your mothers. They should have the weighted place in your life. If my mom was here, she would say, you never get to be that important that you can ignore your mama. And when we look at the fact that Jesus is dying a horrendous death, he's been beaten all night long, he's been abused in the worst kind of ways, he's, he's, he's got nails in his hand and feet and he's... His lungs are probably collapsing at this time, being filled with blood. He's, he's, he's dying the worst kind of suffocating death that one can imagine. And in the midst of his death, the text says he looks out and he sees his mother. And, and the, the significance of that is this. You can't be in any more pain than what he was in. And yet, he found time to honor his mother. So here it is. I see and hear a lot of people who say, you know what? I'm having a bad hair day. I, you know, that justifies my disrespecting mom. Uh, 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 I'm just in a bad period of my life. And, and you know, you know, I, you know, that justifies how I speak to my mom. But Jesus would say to us that whether you're having a bad day or a bad patch of life, it doesn't matter. Nothing justifies you disrespecting your mothers but I know what some of you are saying you don't know my mother <laughs> I know what you say I can almost hear it I can hear it just like if you knew my mama you would get it but you yeah. right. right. but the reality is that mothers are broken and children are broken and we all are broken. And when God gave the commandment, as Jesus is illustrating it here on the cross, it's coming to broken people. And, 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 and the reason why it's a commandment is because God is saying, I, I, I'm obligating you to stay in the kitchen with your mother. And because, because as you lean in, you're not just honoring me, you'll discover it'll end up blessing you. Now let's talk about how this, how this is kind of realized in our lives. How do I honor my mom, especially if it's a relationship full of tension and brokenness? Notice the text. This text is driven by the opening words. When Jesus saw 
his mother. Everybody say, saw his mother. The Greek word beneath the word saw uh, is about more than just physically seeing her. It implies perception. It implies discernment. It implies understanding. Uh, another way of, of using, of, of describing it is it, it's, it's better defined with he saw her in full view. Everybody say full view. If you're wondering how, how do I work through a tough relationship with my mother that's tension filled, what Jesus is teaching us on the cross is uh, you need to take a closer look at your mother. You, 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 you need to put her, you need to widen your lens and see the larger picture of who your mother is. The text says, when Jesus saw his mother there. Everybody say there. 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 First point here. See her in the full view as a woman struggling to live out her purpose. There. There. Where was there? She was at the foot of the cross. And at the foot of the cross, Mary had enormous limitations. She couldn't reach up and touch him. She couldn't soothe his hurting body. She couldn't stop the suffering that was taking place. She couldn't stop him from dying. She couldn't stop the bleeding that was uh, pouring from his body. She was so limited. But at least she was there. That was the best that she could do. The best that she could do was to be there. To, to, to put it another way, uh, when we think about our mothers, uh, I want to argue, you know, let's honor them for the things they get right. And forgive them for the things they get wrong. I... Um, some of you know my story that I was uh, born in San Francisco, ended up in a hospital for a year for multiple uh, surgeries to my head, came out. My parents had divorced. Uh, my mother was deathly ill. She had signed the paperwork to put me in an orphanage. My grandaunt in Cachet, Louisiana said, if you can get him to me, I'll keep him. By the time I got there to her, I was about two years old. It would be... Uh, I would stay there until I was about six years old before my mother would actually recover physically and work through her divorce and come to get me. When she came to get me, uh, she realized two things. One, that I had formed an extraordinary relationship with my grandaunt. She was really the only mother that I knew at the time, and she with me. And secondly, she remembered that my grandaunt had reached into her, my mother's life, biological life, when she was a teenager, and rescued her from an abusive father. And so she made the heroic decision to leave me with my grandaunt and granduncle and allow them to raise me there in a small town, Shadow, Louisiana. And my biological mother essentially disappeared from my life for at least 20 years. On the other side of the 20 years, I reconnected with my biological mother and six months or so before she died, I was uh, in her home in Oakland and we were having a conversation. And during the course of the conversation, she articulated, articulated that she was, uh, she was second guessing now whether she should have 
in her words, giving me over to my grandma. She was thinking maybe it was a horrendous mistake. And I said to her, no, 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 no. I said, listen, there are two things that you got right that made a tremendous difference in my life. The first thing you got right was you chose to give birth to me and not abort me. Nothing else matters from that point, right? That, 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 that choice sets everything else up. Secondly, you made the courageous decision to allow my grandaunt to raise me in this little small town, Cushada. And growing up a scarred kid, I can tell you that that decision saved my life. So first of all, uh, had I been back here in San Francisco, I know how I acted out in Cushada. Thank God it was Cushada. <laughs> but if I was in San Francisco, I'd been dead in prison, cracked out. I wouldn't be here. Secondly, I said, uh, look at what God has done as a result of the choice. I was the only one out of my family of origins who had graduated from a four-year college. I was the only one out of my family of origins who had gone on to pursue a master's degree and graduated with a master's degree. I was the only one out of my family of origins who had gotten married. Uh, by then, it was 25 years uh, and counting. Uh, and, and, and so I had been married to the same person for 25 years. <laughs> so I, I, I said, to her, that's just out of my family of origins. That's looking at me and the rest of my sisters. So I said, no, you saved my life. I celebrate and honor you for the things you got right. Yeah. Let me say a word here uh, to others who I know who perhaps have been adopted or been raised by foster parents. And I know that there's a, there's a wound that comes to us when our parents, particularly our mothers, uh, give us over uh, to someone else to raise. But I, I just want to say, and maybe your situation didn't turn out as well as my situation, but I just want to say a word about anyone who knows anything about what it means to be a mother. You know that it takes a whole lot more courage and strength to give your child to someone else to raise because you think that that child will be better off with them than with you. So perhaps it didn't turn out perfectly. But I just think God is saying to somebody today, your mom gave you away because she loved you, not because she didn't love you. And that's an important point. Praise God. I think of my grand aunt who raised me. My, my grand aunt. She was a tough, amazing woman. And uh, she, she, she believed in education. She was forced out of school because uh, uh, she had to uh, work on the farm. And uh, when she became an adult, she went back and earned her GED. And so she drove education from the very beginning with me. Uh, she taught me how to read. I, I remember uh, reading those books, Go, Spot, Go. Stop, spot, stop. <laughs> uh, 
taught me to read Sunday school books, the Bible. When I got to the first, when I got to first grade, I was reading on a fourth grade level. Or she had invested. I was still in special ed because I had other challenges, but I could read. As a matter of fact, my grandaunt was the kind of woman who, uh, in a little town that I grew up in, whether in school or in church, if they had these uh, Christmas plays and, and little, you know, thing, uh, presentations and, at, at church and school, and, you know, they give out the little parts, and, 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 and my mom, would, she would always push me up front, get your part. And, 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 you know, um, sometimes they'd give me a little part. It had like three lines, and I'd be really happy. And she said, let me see what they gave you. And so I show her, oh, no. She said, this will not do. <laughs> she, she gives him, whoever's the person who's in charge, she calls him up. She said, look, uh, my son Herman, I want you to find the longest piece you can find. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you're true. And give it to her. So they come up with three, four, five, ten paragraphs or something, right? And she comes up, everybody else now, they get to read their part, you know, read their part. She says, well, you, I know you're not going to go out there and read. <laughs> Force me. I have to memorize it word for word. I have to rehearse it in front of her. I can't miss a word. And I think, man, my granddaughter, she is just the most horrible person in the world. <laughs> but look at me now. <laughs> Everything from memory. I think and honor my granddaughter for what she got right. I... I remember she was big on protection and trying to keep me safe. And we had a huge, big fence around our yard with four German shepherds. <laughs> and, and the fence was pretty symbolic of, of uh, you know, all the things she wouldn't let me do. So I, I couldn't go to parties. I couldn't go to the movies. I couldn't go get pizza. Uh, none of that kind of stuff. And if you asked her about it, this is basically what she'd say to me. She'd say, boy... You don't have enough sense to know you don't have enough sense. <laughs> She's probably right. So, <laughs> but she kept me safe. I think God for what she got right. And, you know, she was serious about me coming to know Jesus. So, she took me to church. And she took me to church on Tuesday night. Prayer meeting night, she took me to church on Wednesday afternoon, mission meeting, she took me to church on Friday evening, choir rehearsal, she took me to church on Saturday, to the youth group, she took me to church on Sunday morning, to Sunday school, that I had to stay for all day worship service. If we weren't having worship at our church, she'd take me to another church for our worship. <laughs> one day she said to me, one day she said to me, I was a teenager, and she said, listen boy, she says, I'm not going to be here always. She says, you need to get to know Jesus because he will never leave you nor forsake you. And my grandaunt has been gone for 30 years, but she was right. And because she kept taking me and kept taking me somewhere along the road, my heart opened up to Jesus and I know him for myself and I can testify, he has made all the difference. All the difference. I thank God for what she got.
And yet, you know, I know some of you are thinking, you said, yeah, the reason why some of y'all don't like to come to church now is you had the same experience. It kind of turned you off. But you are in church today. <laughs> we thank God for what our mothers got right. Now, as great as my grand aunt was, there's always a but, isn't there? Because every human being is broken. Everybody's got limitations. And, and, and my grand-aunt, for example, uh, she, she never gave me uh, physical affection. She was not the kind of person who would hug you. She was not the kind of person who said, I love you. I, I mean, she might have said, I love you maybe two, three times. I can remember for my whole life growing up. But all those things I just talked about, she showed that she loved me, but she didn't say she loved me, right? And, 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 and I would never hear her. She wouldn't publicly affirm me, although she would behind my back. I'd come in sometimes. She'd be on the phone bragging on me, but she didn't want me to hear. You know? And, and, and as a result of that, uh, that caused some challenge in my young adult life that I had to work through. However... I could spend my time thinking about, well, here's all the challenges that have happened from the things that she got wrong. Or I could spend my time honoring my mother for the things that she got right. That's why I'm here today, because of the things she got right. So here's the point. Today when you say Happy Mother's Day, Honor your mother. Let her know, I'm blessing you for the things you got right. And even if she has passed and gone to be with the Lord, you remember her and you give God thanks for the things that she got right. And forgive her for the things she got wrong. That's what that Ten Commandment calls us into. That's why God says, I command you to do this. I command you. Why? Well, here's the deal. If you cannot learn to appreciate your mother for the things she's got right and forgive her for the things she's gotten wrong, how you think your children going to handle you? Because you're going to get some things wrong. Come on now. And you're going to get some things right. Uh, and, and so, you know, we pass it from one generation to the next generation. So what God is saying, learn to honor your mother and it will bless you. Number two, when Jesus saw Mary there, he saw her in the full view of a woman struggling to live with her pain. I mean, we quote scriptures like, for Jesus, we quote scriptures like, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. And that, that brings hope to our lives because that's the source of redemption for us. But but for Mary, standing at the foot of the cross, looking up, that one who's our Savior and our Redeemer, that was her son. That was the one that she carried for nine months. That, that was the one that she gave birth to. That was the one that she nursed. That's her boy up there being abused and being violated. And for anyone who's had to bury their children or their child, Mary stands with you because she ended up having to bury her firstborn. And for anyone who's had a child taken from you by violence, Mary stands with you because her child, her firstborn, was taken away from her by violence. That was the crucifixion. 
So when Jesus saw his mother, he saw her in the full view of her excruciating pain. Now all of us have dealt with pain. And we all know that pain, if you add a little guilt and add some shame to it, has a unique capacity to shape us into some interesting ways and cause us to do some things that we regret later. I know as I'm talking, you've got to be thinking about your mothers, right? And I'm challenging you to think about your mother from the perspective of entering into her story and, and get a sense of, of the magnitude of the pain that has shaped her life that she has to live with. I, I know there's all kinds of stories out there. You're thinking about your mom. I know perhaps there's one person out there who's saying, Pastor, I was listening to you talking about how your mom valued education. And maybe you're a young lady and, 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 and you're saying to me, well, my mom, let me tell you what my mom said. She didn't care if I got a C. Uh, and when I told her that I was going to be a doctor, or an engineer, or a lawyer, or the president of the United States, she just laughed at me. And she said, girl, you better learn how to dress and get a husband. And, 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 and what mom thought she was doing was encouraging me, but she didn't know she was deflating my dreams. That was my mom. That's what somebody's thinking. And somebody else saying, well, you th that was your mom. Let me tell you about my mom, right? My mom would refuse. I couldn't get anything less than an A. And if I got something less than an A, she made me feel belittled and not smart and sometimes she would say that I was dumb she would compare me to my older brother and older sister and ask me what's wrong with me and she just she just she just she just left me feeling so demeaned and I lived under such pressure it was my mom someone would say maybe there's somebody else here who's saying well listen pastor you know you talk about your mom not hugging I had a mom who hugged me and told me she loved me but regularly in the evening time, I'd come home and I'd find her strung out on drugs. Or I'd find an empty bottle that she had emptied into herself and she was out. And you know what? You're talking about how your mom protected you. Well, let me just tell you, one night she was completely stone cold out and there was somebody else in the house. And what happened to me that night, I will never forget. And it has messed up my life. And how do you want me to honor my mother? Really? And so I say to you as you raise these real issues about how tough it is to have broken mothers, like for mothers it's tough to have broken children. Let me offer this as one of my favorite illustrations. When I was growing up in Cachata, Louisiana, I used to have to walk uh, from my grandmother's house uptown. I was always fascinated uh, as I got older because uh, you know, when you're in a country, you don't have a lot of things to attract your attention. So it's unique what does. And so I, I was fascinated by the sidewalk, really, uh, uh, because uh, I noticed that the sidewalk was made by slabs. You know, there's a slab here and a slab here and a slab here. And oftentimes there was grass growing on the side of, you know, on both sides. Uh, and then there was grass growing between the slabs, the, the slabs. But of course, if you drop a slab on some grass and it stays there long enough, it kills the grass. What was fascinating to me is that as I would be walking down the street looking at the sidewalk, every now and then I would notice a crack in the sidewalk and growing up through the crack was some grass. 
And from time to time, I just wanted to dialogue with the grass. Like, how is that possible? Aren't you supposed to be dead? I mean, this slab is on you, and I'm sure everything around you have died. How is it possible that you've come up through the crack? How have you survived the weight of the slab? Can we talk grass? And, and, and as I think about it, that's how we've got to think about our mothers because every one of our mothers have had a concrete slab of pain resting on their lives. It's different for different mothers. For the mother who says, girl, just learn how to dress and get a husband. Do you know her history? Do you know her story? Do you know how uh, her yesterdays crushed her dreams and, 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 and pushed her into a corner? And the only thing she thought she had going for her was her looks. And, and, and she's not trying to steal your future. She's just trying to give you the best that she knows how. She's a grass coming up through the crack. Uh, the, the one who says, you know, I, 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 you can't earn less than an A. I know it's pressure, but do you know her history? Perhaps she's an African-American mom or an immigrant mom, and she's come down the line of time. She's known oppression. She's known poverty. She's known injustice. You know, the slab that has rested on her and killed people around her. But somehow she survived coming up through the crack. What she's saying to you is, baby, I'm sorry, but I, my experience says you've got to be two times, three times better than anybody else. And I'm just trying to help you succeed. Come on, do you know? Do you know? You know, I know, I hear you about the mom is horrible about her being drunk and, and out of it. And, 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 and what happened to you is unimaginable. But, but do you know your mother's story? Do you know the concrete slab that was upon her? Do you know about how she grew up in a house where her mother's boyfriend beat her up all the time? Do you know about how she herself was molested and taken advantage of? Do you know that most of the days that she's functioning on the planet, she still hears the screams from her childhood? And the reason why that bottle is empty is that she's trying to silence screams that you don't hear. But she's grass. Somehow made it up to the crack. Now, wait a minute. What are you saying? Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the slab killed all the other grass. That there's some other folk in your mother category who didn't make it. Y'all ain't listening. And when I dialogue with the grass, I say, how did you get up? And the grass says, well, I discovered a crack. And then I ask, here's my, here's my scientific mind, where did the crack come from? And the grass looks up towards the sun, y'all ain't listening, and said, I think somebody up there opened up a crack down here. Y'all ain't listening. That's how God does. It's God's grace that opens up a crack. And don't celebrate the slab. Thank God for the crack and the grass that comes through it. In other words, thank God that your mother survived it. Even if she's not everything you wish she was. But at least she is. You know the word understand. Everybody shout understand. Understand, I like the word understand because uh, to really understand the word understand, you flip it and you get stand under. 
And my argument is this, before you judge mom, before you ignore the fifth commandment, honor your mother. Think about what it would be like to stand under her concrete slab. How would that shape you? What decisions would you make under her slab? At the end of the day, we all have a concrete slab. But you can't really understand me till you stand under my slab. Let me end here. Uh, uh, come on, everybody say, Happy Mother's Day. Come on, say it. Happy Mother's Day. That means I'm going to honor my mother. I'm going to celebrate her today either by memory or in real life. I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call her. I'm going to send her a text and I'm going to say, Mom, I bless you for the things you got right. And in my heart, I'm going to make sure I acknowledge and I forgive you for the things you didn't get right. And, 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 and I'm going to spend some time thinking about reflecting on what must that slab be that, that she's living under the pain that she's got to live with or the pain she lived with. And, 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 and I'll allow that consciousness is to move me from anger to empathy. And then lastly, I, I, I celebrate, I honor her by blessing her in the midst of a struggle of an unfolding God's plan for her life. And here's what, here's what, here's what John was saying. Here's what, John, here's what Jesus was saying. He was looking at his mother in her pain. She was about to die watching him die. And Jesus was saying to his mom, don't die. Don't give up. You have a future. There's more to come. As in the words of the song, the best is yet to come. Let me make provisions. John, take care of her. Help her to get through this period. Because yes, she's going to have to bury me. But, but if, she needs to live long enough so that her hope will kick in. And in three days after the death ceremony, come on now. Uh, uh, she's going to get the word that the stone was rolled away. And that the grave was empty. And in due season, she's going to see me again. And she's going to be able to throw her arms around me. And I won't just be her son then. I'll be her redeemer. I'll be her savior. I'll be her Lord for I am the triumphant one come on now and that same Jesus says to mothers who are here who are thinking about their own mistakes he said look I died for your mistakes and your sins uh, put them upon me don't you dare give up or quit and some mother's thinking about a child that's going through trouble and she can't see how that child's going to get out but remember this is the one who declared I remain able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or even imagine don't you stop living don't you give up on me I've got a plan that's unfolding keep your hope in me that's what he said all right watch this while only Jesus can redeem your mother's life you get to redeem her story because you are the next chapter in your mother's story. You are. My grand aunt's going to heaven. My biological mother's going to heaven. But you know what? Their story goes on. 
I, I am the next chapter in their story. And, and the stuff that was crooked there, I get to live it straight. Y'all ain't listening. I, I, I am the next chapter in their story. I, I get to go places they could never go. I get to do things they could never do. I get to experience things that they could never experience. But I go, I do, I experience because they were. And I stand on their shoulders and I am the next chapter of their story. So be the next chapter and hear the God of the universe say, yes, honor your mother. And as you honor her, he'll bless you. Give God a hand, praise. Here's the connection card. Show me your connection card. On the next steps, you can say yes to Jesus, baptism, small groups. But here's what I want to challenge you. Whether your mom is in heaven or your mom is sitting beside you or at home, I want you to make this commitment today. I will honor my mom. You know what that means? It means you will regularly thank her for what she got right. Forgive her for what she got wrong. It means that you will acknowledge and explore her pain and move towards empathy rather than condemnation. It means that you will accept the responsibility to be, rather than talk about what she didn't do, you become the new chapter. And if you're willing to do that, simply write, I will honor my mom. Happy Mother's Day.